Friends, if you're looking for episode 36 of Coffee and Kernels, where you've come to the right place, I'm Bryce, and this is another episode. We're changing it up a little bit this week because, for whatever reason, can't get my camera to work with OBS, so I decided to just do audio only for today. But for those of you who are listening on Anchor or your podcasting app of choice, not really too much of a surprise because this is probably how you listen anyway. But for those of you watching on YouTube or any other video platform, this might be a little bit different. But nonetheless, here we are. We're going to make this more of an efficient episode this week. Not really a whole lot happened and went on in the real world, or I should say in the mainstream world. The March Madness Tournament has started. For those of you who are making brackets, I bid you adieu because of the fact that your brackets are probably busted. If you're winning your bracket pool, then I congratulate you and hope you win lots of money. But you know what? Let's just dive right into the episode. For this week... The itinerary is pretty much as per usual. If you're new around here, we start off with a weekly recap, which is just everything that has gone on with the Bankrupt Hippo channel. That's the main channel that this YouTube channel is based off of. And then we'll get into some of the weekend box office results from the previous weekend. We'll get into this current weekend's box office projections, considering I always film these podcast episodes on Sunday morning, and therefore the numbers aren't exactly final, but they always get pretty close. Then I'll end it off with some weekly recommendations. So... Let's jump right in with the weekly recap for the movie that I reviewed for this week on the Bankrupt Hippo page is Windfall. It's a new Netflix film that debuted on Friday. That's March 18th. I was really excited for this movie. I thought the trailer was really stellar. I jumped at the prospect of Jason Siegel, who's basically been a comedic figure for a while, being more of a sinister villain. And Jesse Plemons and Lily Collins, I've been a fan of Lily Collins. I particularly liked her in The Blind Side and also To the Bone, which is another Netflix original, which not a great movie, but it's one I enjoyed nonetheless and enjoyed her. And and Jesse Plemons, I've become a fan of pretty recently within the last year and a half as well. So my hopes were high. My expectations were pretty big going into it. They were not met. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really enjoy Windfall all too much. I the, the main review is on the channel right now if you're curious as to my extended thoughts. But I don't fault this movie for being efficient. The movie only had four actors, four cast members, which I thought was really interesting. I really enjoyed some of the music choices they made. It was different. I could tell this movie was a little bit more art focused than anything. Just in a lot of the choices they made, I thought it was a little bit different. It felt like they were reaching for the stars in some cases as well with some of the messages they were trying to convey with some of the actions that they took with the premise they were kind of showing in the marketing or I should say in the trailers. I They're pretty much one in the same at this point, but the execution just wasn't there. The movie, the, some of the character decisions were nonsensical by the time the movie ended. It betrayed the characters and who they were portrayed out to be their morality to the point where I didn't feel like I knew who they were at all. It took what would be a great premise or at least an intriguing one and just didn't really make it all that interesting. It's like it, it, it tried to convey these, these messages throughout the film and it conveyed them through bickering between the characters. And when you coat your most important messages in the movie in bickering, it's not exactly a recipe for success because the bickering just gets annoying and you drown out everything else in between. So I didn't like the way in which the film tried to portray its most important stuff. It really took a hit for it. And I just don't think the movie was all that great. I, and I'm glad it wasn't longer than an hour and a half. I can tell you that much. That was the runtime was good. The movie wasn't slow. I didn't feel like it had pacing issues, which is great, but 
just at the very fundamental core, it just wasn't a great film. So if you're looking at watching Windfall on Netflix, I'd probably recommend passing on it and watching something else. I can't necessarily recommend The Atom Project because I haven't seen it yet. That's on my list of things to watch. Perhaps I wasn't really too interested in it anyway, so we'll have to see. But Windfall, that was my main movie review that came out for this week. So check it out on the Bankrupt Hippo page. I'll link it somewhere in the description if you're curious. The streaming video, the streaming movie, the streaming movie review for this week is also going to be a Netflix one. It's going to be from Tick, Tick, Boom. Now, I watched Tick, Tick, Boom last week and actually exactly a week ago. I'm really mad at myself for not watching it in 2021 because it would have easily been in my top three. The movie was spectacular. It was so good. The cast was fantastic. The score, the songs were excellent. The story being told was just phenomenal. The performances were great. There was very little I didn't like about the movie. And that review is going to go up on the Bankrupt Hippo page on Thursday, probably Thursday at noon central time. And it was just, it was great. I really enjoyed the dynamic and the friendship between Andrew Garfield's character and Jonathan Larson and also Robin De Jesus's character and Michael. For those of you who don't know, a little bit of backstory on that. Jonathan Larson, this is what Tick, Tick, Boom is sent around, is Jonathan Larson, who is ultimately the creator of Rent and his origin story, basically, how he came to be the well-renowned musical writer that ended up having a tragic passing at an early age and basically all the art he contributed to the world. And this movie does a great job at painting that picture for you. It's really endearing. It's a lot of fun. The musical numbers are great. And what I really enjoy most about the movie is the fact that I'm not even usually, I'm not even, I don't even really enjoy musicals, but this movie just has a way of going about it that really worked. It has a nice balance of dialogue and it supplements the most important messages of the dialogue through a song. So you can kind of bask in the most important moments of the movie, the most emotionally hitting ones, the most important messages of the movie, I guess we'll say that that's totally subjective as to what's important and what's not, but this movie just really struck a nice balance and I really appreciate it for that. So if you are looking for something that's not windfall to watch, Tick, Tick, Boom, I implore you to please watch it. You won't regret it. You you will not regret it. And plus, Andrew Garfield really crushes that singing. Vanessa Hudgens was a nice supplement to the movie. The, the friendship between the two of them, Robin De Jesus is Michael, is great. There's a lot to love in it. The only piece of the movie I didn't really enjoy is the fact that the ending felt extremely abrupt, and I felt like there's more story to tell. I actually wanted to see more of it by the time it ended. So take that for what it's worth. I'd recommend watching it. Now, to kind of round off the weekly recap, what's kind of coming on the horizon for the next week from the Bankrupt Hippo channel? Well, it's going to be a lot more movie reviews. Not really a whole lot of gaming stuff on the horizon. I'm kind of going through a phase right now where I just really haven't touched gaming too much. I've been playing Batman Arkham City here and there, but I think with the whole daylight savings time change, it's really messed with me and I've been sleeping a lot more. So that's probably the reason why I just haven't been in the mood to game. But anyways, I've been totally in the mood to watch movies and on the horizon for next weekend... I'm thinking I'll probably review The Lost City. That's Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock's newest film that's coming out on the 25th, which is just a few short days away. Might go see it Thursday, might go see it Saturday, who knows. But whichever movie I see on Thursday is, well, I'm not going to say it's irrelevant. But what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to choose between a few different movies to watch this weekend because I think I'm going to decide to also watch The Outfit and review it. I had no plans to see it originally. I watched the trailer, wasn't really too into it, wasn't on my most anticipated for the month of March. 
But I've seen the Rotten Tomatoes score. The critics and the audiences seem to pretty much almost love it unanimously. I believe they're both in the high 80s, if not low 90s, in terms of critics and audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And when a movie gets that much, I guess I'll say clout, <laughs> for lack of a better term, I can't help but kind of wanting to watch it just to fulfill my curiosity. And it's not like the movie's incredibly long either. If I'm not mistaken, it's just shy of two hours. I'll have to probably fact check myself on that later. But my plan is I'll probably go see The Lost City on Thursday. I'll probably review it right away. And then I'll see The Outfit on Saturday and review it. So who knows? You guys might get two uh, theater movie reviews next weekend just for the heck of it. Because sometimes it's how the cookie crumbles. Just a lot of movies like to come out. And it's actually really hard to believe that I'll probably have to get my most anticipated for the month of April out pretty soon because March is two short weeks away from being over, which I can't believe it. It's kind of sad when I think about it because I had a lot of really good movies coming out in the month of March and the fact that the month of March is almost over really bums me out. But I'm glad to hear that we've got a lot of movies coming out and a lot of good stuff to review. So friends, that'll be my recap for the week. What did you do this week? Have you seen Windfall? Have you seen Tick, Tick, Boom? Are you going to see any of the movies that I've mentioned earlier? Whatever your thoughts are, whatever you got going on, you know where the comment section is. Let me know. Okay, let's transition a little bit. As promised, we'll get into last weekend's box office results. Specifically, it's weekend 10 of 2022. That is March. Let me double check the calendar. That's March 11th through the 13th of the box office results. Coming in number one, of course, was The Batman making $66.5 million in its second weekend. Coming in at number two was Uncharted making $9.3 million. Coming in at number three, this was The Sleeper. This was The Dark Horse I didn't even know existed, and I still don't even quite know what it's about. BTS Permission to Dance on Stage, Soul Live Viewing. I think this is a band, and they did some kind of event, but it made $6.8 million. Made $6.8 million and came in at number three in the top five. Still, no idea what it's about. No intentions of seeing it. I don't know anybody who's seen it. I don't know anybody who's reviewed it. I don't even know what it is, but it made $6.8 million at the box office. So apparently people really liked it. I don't think it's going to be in the top five for this weekend, but take that for what it's worth. I thought that was a really interesting uh, top five to come in. And coming in at number four was Dog making $5.2 million. And then coming in at number five, which I can't believe it's still in the top five, is Spider-Man No Way Home making $4.1 million. I believe Spider-Man No Way Home is getting close to its like 16th week in theaters i mean december 17th it's march 20th today i can't believe that it, it it's been a long time and now i've actually started to see it being available to buy on youtube on amazon so it's coming to um video on demand vod so i don't know if spider-man no way home is going to necessarily be in the top five anymore after this weekend so take that for what it's worth but those are the weekend box office results from last weekend friends any surprises to you whatever you think you know where the comment section is let me know. All right, so now we'll get into the current weekend's box office projections. I say projections because of the fact that I air these podcast episodes on Sundays. I can't give you the actual results because the weekend's not over yet. So I can only give you the projections that are going to be coming in. The silver lining with these projections are that they can pretty much get these down to almost an exact number. It's just the math behind them projecting what the box office will be has just gotten so good that these projections are usually pretty spot on with some disparity, some hundred thousand dollars in disparity, which is okay. And that's why I cover them kind of week to week too. But anyways, these are your weekend box office projections for the 11th weekend of movie going in 2022. That is specifically March 18th through the 20th coming at number one for the third weekend in a row is the Batman, which made 30, which is projected to make $36.8 million dollars. 
It's now passed over half a billion dollars worldwide, and it's now eclipsed to $300 million domestically, which is huge. I'm curious to see what kind of legs the movie's going to have down the stretch because of the fact that it's starting to decline pretty quickly. But then again, still making $36 million in your third weekend. That's pretty promising. I'm curious to see at the end of the day how much it's going to end up making domestically. Worldwide, I am pretty confident it'll probably eclipse a billion, but I'm really curious to see at the end of the day what it's going to be domestically and if it's going to start breaking records. So that'll be what I'll keep my eye on going forward. And then coming in in second projected to be this week is Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, or Jujutsu Kaisen O, I should say. It's projected to make nineteen point or nineteen million dollars exactly, which is a pretty good showing because this movie is debuting for this weekend. I know nothing about it. I don't intend on seeing it, but apparently it's pretty popular because it's projected to make quite a bit of money at its opening weekend. So take that for what it's worth. Then coming at number three is Uncharted, which dropped from the second to the third spot. It's projected to make eight point three million dollars this weekend. And then coming at number four and staying in that spot is Dog, making four point three million dollars. And then coming in at number five, we got another debut, which is X. It's, I believe it's a slasher flick, slasher horror flick, which stars Brittany Snow, who, if you don't know who Brittany Snow is, I know her as a character from Pitch Perfect. Um, she's not Aubrey Posen. She is, oh, what is her name in Pitch Perfect? I cannot remember off the top of my head, but she's in Pitch Perfect. I really enjoyed her in that movie. She's in this one. She's in X. It's a slasher horror flick. It's projected to make $4.1 million and come in at number five. Again, it's a debut movie, so not really. Um, that, that, that I guess there's a few debut movies coming out this weekend, so I was curious to see how these projections are going to go. But friends, any surprises for you for the weekend 11 box office projections? Do you think the Batman's going to start breaking records? I'm impressed that's made $500 billion, or not $500 billion, $500 million in its first three weekends worldwide, that is. I want to be clear, that's worldwide. And I'm really impressed that it's made $300 million domestically in its first three weekends. I want to be clear, that's domestically $300 million in its first three weekends. So, if you guys think it's going to break any records, if so, which ones, you know where the comment section is. Let me know. Okay, as promised, we're going to keep this episode efficient. Just probably over 15 minutes, which is fine with me. I'll end this with some weekly recommendations. No movies, or not, not no movies. No TV shows, no video games for this week. I'm just going to give you a movie. I'm going to recommend a throwback animated film that is probably one of the best animated films I've ever seen. It comes from DreamWorks. It is Shrek 2, which won a couple of Oscars, if I'm not mistaken, and it was one of the best sequel movies I think I've ever seen, and it still holds up to this day. I am watching it in the background currently as I film this podcast, or I should say record this podcast, and I've been watching it all weekend. It's phenomenal. It's great. I can't get enough of it. It's fun for the whole family. And it's really great to hear Mike Myers' voice because I miss that man in Hollywood between Austin Powers and Shrek and all the other great stuff he's done. Wayne's World. Wayne's World is another great one. Jeez, I could probably add that in as a rec too. It'll be Mike Myers' extravaganza for movie recommendations. Watch Wayne's World 1 and 2. You'll get a kick out of it. Mike Myers' extravaganza, folks. All right, friends. So that'll do it for this week's episode of Coffee and Kernels. Once again, thank you so much for joining me for another one. I've been, I always have trouble doing these outros, geez. I'll just round it off like this. Friends, thanks so much for watching another Coffee and Kernels episode. If you like this, click right here if you'd like to see more. I've been Bryson. Until next time, have a great day.